Today's recording is John chapter 11. Uh, in this chapter that I hope you have already read, Jesus is informed of the death of his good friend Lazarus. He declares of himself, I am the resurrection and the life. And, and the highlight of the chapter, of course, is his raising Lazarus from the dead. Uh, by the end of the chapter, John records the Jewish authorities uh, plotting a way to put him to death. And uh, this is just an, an enormously important chapter that deserves uh, careful attention. So let's think about a couple of things here. Uh, one is sort of love in unexpected ways. Love in unexpected ways. Some of the most important words in the Bible, uh, in my thinking, are unfortunately often the words that we pay attention to the least. If I ask several Christians to name some of the most important words in the Bible, they might answer with words like, Jesus, salvation, forgiveness, holiness, stuff like that. I highly doubt any uh, of them would name words like so, therefore, for, but, for this reason, now, or things like that. There's, there's no doubt that the words in the first list that I mentioned are really important words in the Bible. Uh, how could, how could you say Jesus, salvation, forgiveness, holiness, or not? But you need to know that some of the most important words are those listed in the second list. They are the connector words that connect the truths of the Bible together in a way that God intends us to understand them. Um, and we have an interesting example of that here in John 11. As the chapter begins, Jesus um, learns that his friend Lazarus was sick. That's verses 1 through 3. And Jesus confidently declared that the, the final chapter of this story would not end in death and that all of this was happening so that Jesus would receive glory through it. Verse 4, but when it says when, when he heard it, he said, this illness does not lead to death. It is for the glory of God so that the Son of God may be glorified through it. And by the way, that's something to remember. Everything that comes into our lives, be it sickness or health or any good thing is an opportunity for us to glorify Jesus through it. But here it gets interesting. Uh, think about the sequence of statements in verses 5 and 6 particularly. That's where I want to zoom in. So here is uh, verses 5 and 6. Verse 5. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister Mary. Verse 6. So... When he heard that Lazarus was ill, he stayed two days longer in the place where he was. Did you catch that? Here's the sequence. Jesus loved Martha and Mary and Lazarus. So he stayed where he was two more days before going to help Lazarus. What? He loved them, so he waited longer to go help them. I mean, you see how important that little word so is that begins verse 6. He loved them, verse 5. What did he do as a result of his love for them? Verse 6 says he waited a couple of days. He didn't go immediately. He waited a couple of days before he went to help them. How do we know? The little word so. And doesn't that little word here in this context reveal to us a remarkable truth? It reveals to us that even when the Lord makes us wait for his help, he isn't doing it out of punishment or neglect, but rather out of love for us, for our ultimate good and for his glory. And notice what happens within the span of those two days that Jesus made them wait. Lazarus went from sick to dead. 
he was uh, uh, he says in verse 11 after saying these things he says our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep but I go to awake him so uh, and and Martha says in verse 21 to Jesus Lord if you had been here my brother wouldn't have died so his waiting two days Lazarus went from sick to dead and that's instructive to us also even when our situation seems to go from bad to worse as we wait on the Lord to do something it is still no reason to believe that he has left us or that he has forsaken us uh, the Lord often loves us in unexpected ways but he loves us perfectly and then the second thing I want to think about here uh, is Jesus famous statement in this chapter I am the resurrection and the life the climax of this chapter is when Jesus issues um, another I am statement we've seen these often in John uh, especially back in John 10 uh, where I'm the good shepherd and I'm the door and all that and I'm the way and you know we'll see that coming up I'm the way the truth and the life but uh, th these famous I am statements and not, again not only did these statements declare to us who Jesus is I am which is uh, the name of God that he revealed tell them that I am sent you but that also real aspects of what Jesus came to do. And he, here he declares to Martha, who had been almost scolding Jesus, as we saw in verse 21, for not being there and allowing Jesus to die. He says in verse 25, I am the resurrection and the life. This is um, immensely profound and deeply encouraging. Uh, here Jesus is in the presence of a dead man in a tomb. And from this statement he explains in verse 25 whoever believes in me though he die yet shall he live that's the promise of the gospel yes it is appointed for man to die once Hebrews 9:27. but but because of what Jesus has done that one-time unavoidable experience of physical death issues forth for the believer into an all-time unending experience of eternal life and what you also need to notice about this is that Jesus says I am the resurrection and the life Jesus is himself the resurrection and the life because of his own resurrection from the dead it is only as we're connected to him by faith that his resurrection and life become our resurrection and life and there's just one other thing I want to point out about this chapter and that is that that it would be remiss not to mention it and that is that Jesus wept so this the it is in this chapter that we find the shortest verse in the whole Bible John 11 verse 35 Jesus wept and you may have noticed in this chapter that Jesus shows a lot of emotion not only does he weep in verse 35 but in uh, verses 33 and 38 we read that Jesus was deeply moved and how do we how are we to understand these things well on the surface it appears that Jesus is simply really sad about Lazarus and while that is true there is more going on uh, when it says that Jesus was deeply moved for example uh, in verses 33 and uh, 38 Jesus was deeply moved again uh, it more literally means that he was outraged or agitated and it seems to indicate that there was more going on within Jesus than simple sad sadness at Lazarus's death especially when he knew he was about to raise him from the dead on the contrary it seems likely that Jesus was was uh, more accurately translated agitated or outraged by the whole situation around him as he saw not only the death of his friend but also the unbelief of the people around him both are characteristics of a fallen world pervaded by sin 
Death is not natural. Unbelief is not natural. Both are the fruit and consequence of sin. Jesus knew it, and he knew it was not natural, that both unbelief and death are consequences of sin and rebellion against God. And he came to destroy the power of sin. But as of yet, he had not gone to the cross and had not been triumphantly raised from the dead. And so as of yet, those were still undefeated, hard, cold realities. And he was outraged by it. And, and though unbelief and death are still realities in the world today, the difference now is that Jesus has overcome both of them by his life, death, and resurrection. He is now overcoming unbelief in his people, and the day is surely coming when death itself will be no more. You can read more about those truths in 1 Corinthians 15 and Revelation chapter 20, but for now, those are some thoughts on John chapter 11.